0: Hello guys, and welcome to the Come Again Bro Podcast. Fifth episode, here we go. So, um, second episode, I've gonna commit to this whole idea of doing Daniel's Day, I think that's what I actually will call it. Um, so every second episode I'll just be by myself. These episodes may, you know, may not be as interesting, but like, I feel like some just sometimes people or things may not line up to day-to-day basis that I'm not able to have a guest on me, so by having a, a week like that, I'm able to have a fail-safe. Basically, if they can't do it, if they can't come, or if, you know, something's happening, I'm able to do it myself, and I'm able to provide an episode. So yeah, I, um the first episode ever of this podcast i was talking about pep talks and stuff Then the third episode which was the first one by myself when i decided that could be a format i just talked about my hobbies and how i find them interesting but today i was thinking we can talk about creative um, outputs and creative outlooks like people Creative people and creativity and the concept of that. So, I hope you guys are ready to g- jump in and listen to what I got to say, cause hopefully it'll strike your fancy. So, first of all, I've got to do the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, you know, forgot to do it with my last episode with Kurt, but you know, it all happens. Got to get carried away, you know, it's all good. But um. So the good, the bad, and the ugly, the good thing that happened last week for me is um, I kind of got into volleyball, like I've only played for about a week or so, but I find it really fun and the people I'm playing with are really nice and supportive and aren't like, I mean they're good that I can learn from them, but they're not like so good that they're like um, ignorant about it or arrogant. They kind of understand people's skill level, and there is, and they understand that there's such thing as someone that's not good at the game. So that's really important, and I like that a lot. Um, probably the bad thing is that I um, have to, <laughs> I don't get to play volleyball every single day, funnily enough, I find just the weekend. Bit of a drag for me because I'm actually really excited to go to school, and I could probably do stuff on the weekend with those people. But you know, it's getting close to assignment time, so they're busy doing that and other things in life, other commitments. So you know, it's fine. But I really am looking forward to playing more of it. And the ugly thing is probably that I have um, two assignments due on Monday. It's Saturday at the time of this recording, so the Monday I'll have a design assignment, and a his, modern history assignment. However, they are going very well. Like, they are almost complete. Like, very close. So, I'm very excited, and I'm pretty happy with what my results so far, with how I'm going. So, yeah, so the good, bad, and ugly. Um, good stuff. Um, funnily enough, I don't play much sport, but this volleyball... Um, My friend, well, first of all, I'll explain how I got into it. So, my friend, he um, recommended me to watch this anime called Haikyuu, which is um, two seasons are on Netflix and Anime Lab and all the rest are on Crunchyroll and stuff like that. It's a volleyball anime show and it's very inspirational and like, you know, there's all these typical Japanese monologues that seem to take like almost a whole episode and then they do something really cool and then you like get really excited but um it's really, I find it really exciting to watch like it really makes me feel inspired to play and do the stuff in life because, I don't know I think it's because it's a real sport and real th- or maybe not real things are happening because like the speed and all that and is possible and the jump power is possibly a bit unrealistic, but um, it. Be- I think because it's a very possible instance to be in a volleyball tournament or game and do something cool, and have a hard opponent to beat, and then the satisfaction of beating them is definitely real, compared to the anim- other anime show I've watched, Attack on Titan, which is all based on like German. Uh, I don't know if it's based on German mythology, but it's kind of based in Germany, and it's like, in the past, they have all this, like, climbing Spider-Man kind of gear, and these titans, which are these big um, sexless monsters that eat everything. Like, even though it's a cool show, and really um, some cool, cool stuff happens, it doesn't motivate me as much, possibly due to the fact that I'd never be in that situation, where a volleyball show is definitely possible, as it's just a sport. Um, the first season of the show came out in 2014, but they're still writing, uh, drawing the mag- manga, and or the manga, whatever you prefer, and um, a new season's going to be coming out quite soon. Or maybe not a new season, but more episodes. So that's really exciting. I just finished Season 2 today, so I'm on my way to Season 3. Um... It's not a very complex story, but it does have its moments and, you know, all the characters are all very stereotypical Japanese anime characters, you know, the really loud one and the, you know, the cute girl or the, the, the serious guy that doesn't really get excited, but then when he does it's really funny and, like, the motivational guy and then the person that you may not expect to succeed and he does, like, stuff like that however it works so there's no reason to complain don't fix what's not broken but yeah because of that show I've been very um, interested in playing volleyball and the guy recommended to me plays it and he's the best I'd say out of the people that play with me so that's pretty good Um, But I'm still learning obviously and I'm not so crazy I'm not really good at it but you know I'm I'm definitely progressing every single time I play so that's really helpful it's better than you know playing a guitar or skateboarding volleyball has a much more you can actually like nearly every single time you hit the ball when you receive the ball or set it or spike it or serve it whatever you do You gain experience and do get better every single time. And you use mostly your hands, so there's no weird um, kick-flip trick that you have to like pop the tail and flick diagonally at the same time. And all this advanced foot tricks, I find my hands are a little bit more operable than my legs, or my feet, so... You know, I'm happy about that. And playing a sport is giving me some exercise that I sh- that I definitely need. And it gives me something to do with my friends other than just game or talk. So and it also adds the conversation as well. So it's really really beneficial to like a lot of things in my life, so hopefully I can stick with it. Um so yeah. I was Talking so, what I want this episode to be somewhat surrounded, surrounded by, or about, is the like creativity and stuff like that. Because I find that people, some people are very creative, and then some people aren't very creative, or in between. But see, everyone has something regardless of if they acknowledge it or not, someone has some creativity in their life. So, I wouldn't... I'd say I'm pretty decent, like above average. I mean, I don't want to be toot my own horn or anything like that, but I just believe because I do a podcast, that's pretty creative, and, you know, I'm using my talents as well as voice acting and my sense of humor I find are very creative things and take a lot of um, thinking to perfect and stuff like that and but see compared to someone who's really good at drawing I find them to be much better than me even though drawing might be the only thing they're really good at so it's it's interesting, like some people are very academic, and also very creative, and some people are very academic, and not very creative or vice versa, they're creative but not very academic so, because of that academics do give you, you know give, it lets you have a good resume and gives you the skills you need to possibly perfect and improve your skills especially if they're related to so, like social skills, like Sense of humor and stuff like that. They impr- school definitely improves that and perfects them. But it seems that your g- because of how creative people can be compared to how academic they can be, it seems that it um grades, effort and behavior is definitely the biggest grade in that regard. It seems that you, like I can be pretty good at voice acting or doing voice impressions but there's never going to be a, apart from drama there's never going to be a, a class dedicated to that. It All it does is gives me an entertaining factor in addition to my sense of humour which then improves my social skills which are mainly applied at school. Um, I could see even work has improved my social skills and made me more creative because when most basically my creative outlooks if you generally say them is all verbal. I'm speaking for my podcast I'm make speaking for voice impressions and I'm speaking for a sense of humor. So by every time I talk or do something like this or go to work go to school and stuff like that I'm able to, improve, have a better understanding of what people find, each person finds something funny and then that way I know how to tackle jokes and perspectives and all that stuff. Because everyone else has a different sense of humour to me. It's not all just you get jokes or not. It's a very, sense of humour is a very dynamic thing. Like some people are very, could be sensitive to a topic or maybe they a bit naive to some things and not understand them or just just don't really feel like getting jokes and then there's people that just think like they are they are the funniest person but no one else thinks that which is a th- thing that you really have to um, analyze when you're telling jokes is if people are actually finding it funny at funny because you're not gonna keep doing it if it's not working otherwise that's just a waste of time and sacrifices some possible expansions to relationships and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so, creative, out- creative input is pretty um, hard to discover by force. It's a very natural thing to find. Now, it's obvi- you could obviously be like, oh, uh, I don't know, I might be able to write a book, and then you go for it, and you can or you can't, so then you know that you can or you can't. So that confirms that. But you... But most of the time... To- but some of the time you might find out your... um Your creative outlook relates to your hobby, or very similar. Like I like gaming, so... Voice acting is in gaming, so... I'm able to hear voices in games and then replicate them or just understand what's a good voice for a game and a certain type of character. Um, but it's also very hard to admit to yourself or to others if you have a creative ability. Like I've... Like without sounding like um, like a jerk or... I don't know, just being generally rude to people by saying it, because I'm just, you know, I'm just saying like to Aaron or something like that. Oh, I'm um. Oh, not oh, one of my friends. Oh, sorry, I just I just say one of my friends there. His name's Aaron, He could be on the podcast soon. Ugh. But um, he might he, I'd just be like, oh, you know, I'm really proud of my podcast, and then he'd be like, yeah, it's really cool, law. Anyone else in the conversation will be like, Yeah, it's a really cool idea and regardless I'm not saying he's lying, but I'm just saying regardless, generally regardless of what people are saying, as long as it's positive it reassures your positive thinking. Because if you're thinking negative about a thing about something you do, and then someone says it's good, it might be easier for you to believe that they're lying rather than telling the truth. So I try to maintain a positive attitude about what I create. Because that way, I'll accept a more positive response and dismiss the chances of it being actually negative or just indecisive. That way, it'll give me more motivation to do things. And people are probably being honest because I've gotten quite a lot of different people saying that it's really good and I speak, I sound well like quality and stuff like that. So I'm really happy that it's turning out like it and I really appreciate ...all the views and... ...well, I mean, not views, I guess... ...listens that I've been getting. I've gotten 83 so far... ...so I'm actually... ...total out of all episodes. So I'm very close to reaching 100... ...and that'll be a milestone for sure. And also... um, ...I absolutely want to thank... um, ...a girl at my school, Susanna... ...for um, drawing the new picture... ...that's used for the podcast... She just messaged me one day saying that she made something for me and I saw it and I thought, wow, this is really nice. And she let me put this as the picture. Because the thing I made, I just used like the, like the I don't know kind of text emoji rather than an actual like drawing, which I think mine fits absolutely. Like They both fit. But I just feel like the, I feel very um, privileged to have someone draw something like that and it's pretty high quality good quality drawing and it definitely reflects my like my colour scheme my mood like just the style that I even though it's completely different style it is kind of the same in my opinion like it's got the same vibe to it I really appreciate that so thank you so much for drawing that for me I really appreciate it um if you guys feel like ...doing any sort of fan... ...anything for me... ...like any drawings... ...feel free... ...um... ...I have a feeling... ...I might stick with this one... ...as my picture... ...but um... ...yeah I really... ...you know... ...I appreciate any positive thing... ...that comes my way... ...to do with the podcast... ...because... ...it definitely makes me feel better... ...about myself... ...and gets me through... ...my days... ...um... The world's been pretty bonkers lately. Let's talk about this for a little bit. Um, I feel like... I talked about this with Kurt in the last podcast. But I feel like... This event... I feel... It's very important. It's a very big moment in not only America's history, but... The entire world's history. In regard to Corona and the Black Lives Matter movement of 2020. So, um... Yeah, I think it's very important for the justice... Like, the uh, they might revise the justice system and change a lot of stuff about it and make it a much better system for everyone. And, you know, racism should hopefully be... Obviously, it's not going to be ruled out because there's old people still alive and all that being taught to children and stuff. But I have a feeling it'll be definitely put a lot more focus on the... Um, extinction of racism. However, I just believe, I think possibly because of the fact that he was asking people, he was asking the officer, that he, he was telling everyone that he couldn't breathe, and that it was recorded was the reason why it was very popular and exploded into this massive movement, because of these, st- stuff like this, racism towards African Americans or minorities I'll say happens very frequently and a lot I'm not, I'm not saying I'm saying it's very good that it happened and it is a big movement better late than never never. but I just feel like um, people are acknowledging every single insta- in, instance that happens but it could have happened at any single year point in time since colonization of America till now that's basically what I'm saying, is stuff like that might happen every single day. It just so happened that someone recorded it and that he said that he couldn't breathe. Because of that, it exploded, which is good. But it could have happened a lot earlier and a lot later. But it happens, so that's cool. There's been some movements and um, protests in Australia that I've seen some of my friends go to. I haven't gone to any of them because I don't really have a strong enough opinion about it to go to it. I believe it's very important, but I feel like I wouldn't really add to the number a lot because there's tons of people, and plus I don't want to get grown or anything like that. <laughs> but I think it's very important. It's just, it's... At this, especially at this point in time with all these diseases and stuff, it's very important for people to have a choice, which is actually possibly the biggest message of the movement, is to have freedom and choice. So, yeah. Um, But there's been some government health officials that are saying that it's a bad thing to do, which I feel people might take very personally as they should say to stop... pre. um, protesting about Black Lives Matter. However, all they're saying is from a very analytical perspective of how um, they could get corona from it. They're not saying to stop because because of what the protest is about. It's just about the context of when it's happening is the biggest issue. So hopefully people aren't getting too upset about what exactly he said. But um... Yeah, it's very interesting, and I hope America is able to still be a a full country by the end of this, maybe not, it could even be considered a civil war, but this this movement, I hope it makes it a better country, or hopefully just a country, because it could be crumbled by the end of it, depending on what's said and what happens. Um, but it's also very weird. Even though this stuff's happened, police officers are now popping up around the world, continuing to do these acts of, of, of abuse, police abuse. Because um, you'd think that they would make sure not to say any, do say or do anything at all as best as they can. Well, they shouldn't try. They should just do it. But for some reason they're still doing it, and it's all being recorded, and it's just adding a lot of fuel to the flames. That is quite f- literally because there's a lot of fires happening in America. So. Um, but yeah, I feel like the, I feel like America and the pol- and the police in America don't do a really good job of improving their self-image during the movement. Like, there's some police officers that do, like, the kneel and very special stuff, and they're obviously just doing their job, so they're trying to just respect people's opinion and the movement itself. But I feel like, um, they're not very good at improving their self-image while the movement is happening. Because you'd want to have the one incident happen, obviously not just one, but you'd want that incident to happen and then you to take it and convert it into the most positive way you can because the more abuse that you do that they do and all that would just add to it and make it an even worse thing for the country and the dep- the police department and everything like that so hopefully america is able to get back from this um Uh, I was thinking, based on my first podcast about pep talks and stuff like that, um, I was talking a lot about motivation and how to deal, how to like manage it and how it affects you and healthy relationships and all this stuff, Um, I believe all, all of that was quite true, what I said, maybe not directly towards me, but definitely very true, but also kind of, I wanted to talk about a bit of like, anxiety, and negative thought, like, I was mostly talking about having negative thoughts, and how to make them a bit more positive, but I just wanted to talk a bit more about negative effects, and how they're caused, like, for, so for example, anxiety, is a very prevalent thing and especially in teenagers these days or well, maybe forever but you know i was born now not then but um it seems that anxiety is something that plagues a lot of s- students and and teenagers but it seems that it's all well, anxiety is, is very is, it's personal, obviously, because you're the one experiencing the anxiety. But it seems that um, it's never based on yourself. Like, it's nev- the root is never you. It's always something in your life. For example, assignments or teachers or parents or friends and family that are always just pushing people to do these really good things which creates all this anxiety of, whenever, of whether or not the person can actually follow through and do something well. However, when the people that have anxiety or have an anxiety attack or just uh, feeling depress- a lot of pressure, an overwhelming amount of pressure, they, when they shut down or refuse to do something, the people that ga- give them the anxiety just have, just for some reason, cannot understand the fact, any reason why they would have anxiety. They just can't, for some reason, they can't comprehend why, how, um, how someone could be feeling this way. That's the same with people, like, with depression and other mental issues. If people around them don't understand what they're going through, they just really don't understand. They just. F- some, or some people are good at sympathizing, but some people are just completely unsure how it is even possible how someone could be feeling that way. Like some people could be saying, if you're sad, just be happy. Like it's, it's definitely not that easy, but they just don't know what to say at all. Um, but, and anxiety also really affects, it doesn't affect me a lot, but it affects me when I, like, I'm going to go to work. Like I feel like I'm going to forget everything that I have to learn, that I've learned about how to make burgers and all the stuff. And then when I get there, I'm completely fine. And I really just don't understand why I was a... Worrying, like, I'm like, I've worked five and a half hours before, and this one's only three hours, so I've definitely got it. it's like, yeah, obviously you do, that's so much less time you have to work, so why are you even worrying? I don't get it. But then, maybe it's just me trying to be a bit, not a perfectionist, but just me trying to make sure I maintain the job that I've got. So I don't want to lose something like it because it's my source of income, and you know I I I just don't want to lose a job. I I'd be okay with leaving a job in my life if I had to, but I wouldn't want to be fired or just asked to leave. Um. But some people who have like clinically diagnosed anxiety, I really. I don't fully understand what they're going through, but I have a eye... Like, I can definitely sympathise with them. Because people like that have such a degree of anxiety that they might need medication. Well, they probably do need medication in order to get over it. But even though people are obviously able to deal with issues in their life differently than others... Better or for worse, these people have just all these factors in their life that they overthink, and not maybe not even overthink. Maybe in their parents are actually really strict on their results. However, they take it to the extreme in their mind. Like they like when people say, "Oh, they're going to kill me." People with um, like, "Oh, my parents are going to kill me." If people with strong anxiety, they might truly believe that that will happen like don't even just your parents will yell at you they will might legitimately kill you or leave you out to on the street because you got a bad mark on a test or something like that. However people do develop ways to deal with strong levels of anxiety like even though we breathe all the time I find slow breathing very helpful And, like I said in my first podcast, I believe, just smiling. If I'm feeling quite anxious, I'll just smile to myself. Like, not even a big smile, just a slight grin. More than a neutral face or a lower face. And I'll just... It'll lift my spirits. I'll just feel like, oh, wow. This is really working for me. And, um... I'm able to... I'm able to do it. Because, literally, you get up there to do something like a speech for English. You might still be nervous while it's happening, but as soon as it's over, bam, you're completely fine. Unless you're worrying about how bad it is, but if you're good like, or for me personally, as soon as the thing's over, done. I'm completely fine. I've finished. I've succeeded. Regardless of how I did, I'm proud of myself for doing it in the first place. Which is, I think, some people take for granted, is how much they should congratulate themselves, because there's, there's actually a very interesting thing, you should never congratulate yourself too much, and you should never put your debt yourself down too much. It's a very delicate balance, because if you congratulate yourself for literally every single thing you do, that's that's good, but if you have some sort of reward system involved in your mind or physically, then it'll get really bad and actually turn into a negative habit. Because if you type like one sentence in an assignment be like, wow, I started the assignment good for you, but instead of continuing the assignment and let your ideas flood and all that stuff, you'll be, okay now I can take a break because I did my first milestone. Okay now I did the second sentence take a break, take a break. If you take too many breaks and give yourself too much, too many rewards for little things, it'll turn yourself into a negative habit and you'll actually never get anything done. You'll do just a very subpar level of thing and then get a big reward for it. Expect a lot from nothing. However, it's always very good to verbally Um, encourage yourself, like, okay, I did, I've started the, I opened the document, wrote the title, first few sentences, alright, let's do it, let's kick it off, and then you write half the assignment in one sitting, and then you're like, okay, this is great, I'm happy with what I've done, you know, got to do some editing, it's all part of the process, I'm going to take a break. And then however long your break is, you get back to it, and then you finish the assignment, and then you handed the draft in, or do a full edit on it, or Expand your ideas even more. Reread it. Um, it's yeah, it's very good to balance the way you motivate yourself. However, and also on the other end of the spectrum, it's very important to balance how you let yourself down, because you sometimes if you make a mistake, and a teacher like in a draft as feedback points it out, like your sentence construction is poor or needs is lacking needs revision. If they actually give you a way to fix the problem, like read your work aloud, or think about what you're writing, then you're like okay, okay Daniel, I'm gonna, you're gonna read your sentences out loud and then do this. You have gotta take, const- when you're putting, or not putting yourself down, but when you're saying any negative thoughts about yourself it should be, it should be said in order to improve whatever you're doing, or make a more positive um, end result to whatever you're doing. So, if someone says, poor sentence construction, be like, okay, Daniel, you need to read your sentences and get better sentences. I'm not saying, oh, I'm horrible, I'm never going to be able to write a sentence. I'm using the feedback and the provided advice on how to improve and act on that feedback and using it to positively drive the rest of my work. So, teacher feedback is very important to get right and to take as an actual constructive criticism. Because if a teacher just outright says something's bad and doesn't provide a way to fix it, that's pretty poor of them. It definitely won't help you fix whatever you need to do. Um, But... Yes, so it's a very delicate balance to keep between straight positivity and using the negativity of your beliefs or your thinking process or what you've written or done as a way to make yourself positive. Because even just being like, oh, I'm feeling really negative today and I don't like it. I'm going to be more positive. And then you strive to be more positive. It'll work. It doesn't have to just be some piece of assessment, or text, or whatever. Like, you know, some person might say on my podcast, oh, I think you might need a structure for your podcast, which is probably true, because I am just taking breaks to think of what to say. And I'd be like, okay, true. But then when I think about it, I feel that natural discussion, it's good to have um, structure for guests if they talk a lot, you know, to make sure it's a controlled Questions and you don't know, you don't have to think much of what to say because you've already thought about it. But I find that natural discussions are a lot more honest, give a lot more, is a lot more relatable to the people listening and the person you're talking to, as well as if it's a personal topic because you don't want to force someone, force a discussion into something else that's quite personal. You want it to flow quite well because that way the person will be more. Um. Uh, what you? more encouraged to open up or speak more personally or more honest and have a more relaxed state because they don't want to feel anxious about talking too much if you just control the conversation without the use of like time stamps or questions just with your own responses and concluding the conversation and forming it to others because I could go from creativity to then anxiety. And if I form it well, and have it relate on the similar topic, then we can talk about that, go back to creativity, talk more about this and that, and then talk about that. And it creates a more relatable, lifelike conversation. It's not a script. It's a real conversation, which I want to be the result of my podcast. Um, I also... You might think from the last podcast and this podcast it's been a week, two weeks since I've uploaded. So yeah, I believe I will do it every fortnight and myself every second week. So every, every second, not week, every second episode. It's every four weeks. Because I feel like if I do it every week I might burn out on things to say. And it may not be may not be enough time for either political events to happen, life events to happen, or whatever. And also, it gives me an opportunity to focus on schoolwork and work in general for a whole week without needing almost two weeks without having to worry about anything. Because I I don't really worry about the podcast, but like making sure someone's all good to talk or something like that can be a process that could take longer depending on their life. So I want to make sure that I'm able to set it up from. I'm able two weeks for them to be like, oh, sorry, I can't do it. And then I find someone else. I don't want to be a whole week, and then on the day, I'm, they're like, oh, sorry, I can't do that. Um, so, yeah. So, me doing me uh, an episode by myself every second episode is absolutely fine. It's not me doing it because I have to. It's me cause doing it because I want to. Because it is my podcast, and me saying Daniel's Day is a cool double D, <laughs> nice, but um, it's like a good name for it, so it's not all forced. However, just like these episodes, just may be straight, almost straight, one hour because like my first podcast, my podcast being by myself, are within an hour and ten minutes or an hour and five minutes. Where we I'm doing another person, they're from an hour and thirty minutes. So. Um. Yeah, but there's, it's basically just supposed to be an hour, so it's not really an issue. Um, yeah, I really appreciate all the feedback I've been getting on my podcast. And also, I was wondering if I should have background music, like very quiet, light jazz, possibly. I had a feeling that maybe that wouldn't work out, might be a bit too hard to do, and may kill the... maybe not kill the vibe, but the more flesh more maybe naked honest conversation so without music it's just person to person not person to person with a bit of music in the background but if you believe that me talking and someone else talking just needs a very quiet extra oomph then let me know and um, I'll appreciate that now if you actually go on to my podcast oh, no you can't really do that but if you follow me on Instagram which I think most of my viewers do then um, you can recommend anything or just talk to me about it or request to be on the podcast because Kurt and a few other people have requested to be on it and I'm like yeah sure like Aaron again ...wanted to be on it, and I think he'll be a very interesting person to talk about. He knows uh, more than me, but I'll say say quite a bit about cars. So that's definitely a hobby, which is the main focus of my podcast. So I think that'll be very interesting to talk about. Um, See, even though I'm not directly talking about um, hobbies in, like, every podcast... Like, this one's not fully focused on it, but I am talking about crea- I did talk about creativity and anxiety, which all affect, are either reflected on hobbies, or are based off of it, or cause it, or expand it, whatever it is. That's both anxiety, because you could be anxious to get some artwork, or a video, or a game, or whatever, out for your fans or your hobby could be the base of your creativity. So, yeah. Um, I think having guests is very, inter- is very good to have on a podcast. But I find, I'm absolutely, I've I found the podcast, the second episode with Huda, to be very fun to do and You know, got some opinions, got some, you know, got some more, a bigger audience because of her. Um, So I really appreciate that and good to have the first guest be someone I'm relatively close with. But I just found, just as a constructive criticism, no offence to her at all, or, you know, um, is that she just agreed a little bit too much with what I had to say. Because she's a very nice person and she stands up for herself, but she. Well, oh, if you listen to the podcast, you realize she says absolutely with. She leads almost all of her sentences with absolutely. And some of the stuff I was saying were true, but she'd never be like, no, actually, I believe this. Or, no, I feel like it's more like this. You're half right, but more like this. She's like, absolutely, agreed with everything I say. Which is fine but especially if it is something you agree with but it doesn't make a dynamic conversation if you agree with every single thing you say that's why the Kurt one I found and other people found to just be a little bit better because I am friends with Kurt but I don't talk to him a whole lot but I made it feel like we talk all the time and he would suggest stuff that I would say and, I mean, he would slightly disagree with, uh, like what I say I mostly make very general and try to make it a more correct, politically correct and generally correct statement, but having discussions that have uh, someone disagreeing with something is definitely something that I am accepting, I would accept because that makes a more interesting conversation and it also provides the audience with two perspectives not just one perspective from two different sounding voices because that way it'll just be more engaging to listen to because you might agree with someone one of the two people or even have your own opinion that you could share with either of us. I'm not sure Talking about audience engagement, I'm not sure if I'll have a. Th- I don't know if I'll have more than two people. Um, two people being me and another person. I may have three. But I feel like depending on the people, I'm. It might be a bit too crowded, and might get a little bit out of hand. People try and talk over each other because of lag or something like that. So I feel like the only time I'd have a third or fourth or more people is when they're all closely related to the discussion the main discussion or a group like maybe i don't know well i don't really have an example i suppose Uh, hmm i think one-on-one is mostly what i'm going for because of the hobbies and kind of trying to make it a maybe not super personal podcast but a more personal podcast I wouldn't really want to have other people in case they're not comfortable with sharing about themselves because there's someone else there apart from me or they never they the distribution of how much time they get to speak compared to others might make people not very interested in talking or being on the podcast or listening to it if one if two people are speaking or one person speaking the whole time and everyone else is being crowd overcrowded and overshadowed by this person where if there's a one-on-one conversation then it's we both get I'm the host and then there's somebody else there to do it so it adds um, a lot of dynamic depth to it, that isn't too much for someone to listen to. But, um, I definitely do how, see, I want conversations to flow naturally, but I also do do research on what people are interested in and something that they could have an actual input to the conversation with, Because I wouldn't want to make a conversation with someone where they don't know, they don't have any input, because that's not a very interesting conversation. Because, like, I could be talking to someone about how people communicate, and then they could be, like, Aaron, for example, again, he knows stuff about cars, and I know stuff about computers, so we can both talk about how us, uh, how we communicate technical terms to people that don't, aren't very much aware of them, and... Um, like conveying technical terms to more simple in simpler ways, and how we both do that, and how it works. So I might find out about someone, or oh, what do they talk about a bit, and or what can they add. Or oh, they are passionate, like they talk about, I oh, know, abortions, or they talk about anxiety, or they talk about a hobby they have because that way I could prompt the conversation and then ask questions that they would actually be able to answer like maybe for painting it's like how do you have your own secluded spot to draw or paint That I wouldn't just be like because even though I'm the host that I could always not have anything to contribute to the conversation as well so I want to make sure I prompt it and actually not have structured questions but um, legitimate like genuine questions that I would ask someone, like, I'm not very interested in painting, but I'd kind of be like, oh, so, would you, would you choose, like, the colour, gray? Uh, the colour is only, like, wh- literally 1% difference, is that actually a big difference for painters? And then they'd be like, yeah, or no, or, depends on what you're doing. And I'd be interested in that because I don't know. But if people are just, you know, agreeing or not adding much to the conversation, it uh, it puts too much weight on the the dominant speaker and forces them to carry a lot of the conversation. which is not really what I have in mind for the podcast, because I am the host but I kind of want both of us to be or maybe not the other person be the exact same level of authority over the podcast, but very similar to be a more relatable and like equal podcast like I don't want to be a celebrity talking to normal people, I want to be just a normal guy talking to normal people that just so happens to be recording a podcast and because of the, and. As well, I'm able to have better friendships with the people I'm talking with by being more relatable and just a normal guy. Because that way, I'm able to actually talk with them in real life and have better conversations with them. Because now we've both proven to each other that we it is possible to have these conversations, and also I'm able to learn things from people, and as well, uh, or other people are able to learn things because maybe someone watching might be. Like upset that no one likes a hobby they have and then they find out that someone actually likes it almost as much as them, or more. And that way they're actually able to start or have better relationships with with that person. Which is, if that ever would happen, I'd find that very exciting. Because that was a bit of an issue with me. I found that most people didn't really like the hobbies that I did to either my extent or... At all, so if I found someone who did, or an audience member found someone who did like something that either me or the other person liked, then I'd feel very happy for them, and I'd honestly consider my whole podcast a success if that was something that happened. Um, some people who, when they want to get on the podcast, they're a bit worried about what to say. Couple of people who said that to me, they're unsure of how they'd actually talk. But um, to any, if those people are listening, or any future people that are worrying about that, that want to be on it, all you have to do is just talk about what you like, and not worry about. Or you don't want to say everything and saying everything personally, but personal in your life. But you want to. Um, just speak honestly, and speak f- as long as you want about anything technical or anything, because this is a good opportunity for you to talk about, for someone to talk about their hobbies and what they like to do without the worry of feeling, um, or the worry of people just having no idea what they're talking about, or um, being too... Uh, like just like they're too much of a nerd in a certain topic so then people won't accept them as much on the podcast I want that to not be a thing and regardless of if I understand a topic or like it I'll try my best to show interest in it because the worst thing someone would want to happen is that their hobby is something that no one likes and no one can relate to because then that's not very fun, and you have to keep it all to yourself or share it to someone that has no idea what what they're talking about, which means it's not a dynamic conversation, which means it's not an interesting conversation, which is what people want to have. However, conversations like that are a little harder these days, possibly just due to how quick everything moves. and It's just a bit awkward to have a conversation a deep or serious conversation about what people like to do in a more social environment. It's a more one-on-one thing or something that requires prompting to be able to do like a podcast or something like that. Because even talking one-on-one with people, I find it hard to ask what they like to do unless I either know what they like to do and I just ask about that topic or I trust them a lot or am deep with them or something like that which is not a whole lot of people. But, um, yeah, so if anyone wants to be on it, don't feel worried about being on it. It's just a fun experience that I want to share with you and that person. And there's no reason reason to worry, because it's just going to be a fun time for you to possibly improve your mental self by being able to actually speak about things that you've wanted to speak about for a while but just haven't found the right time or place to do it. But, um, yeah. So, I'm going to do my podcast every fortnight, do Daniel's Day every second podcast, and... always just make sure to have fun. And, um... oh, Um, but yeah, so... I hope all the people watching have done well on all the assignments, and are going well with their study and their work, because, um, I really support everyone that I know, and hope they achieve things that they want to achieve in their life, because I don't want people to be bogged down by academic results, even though they don't reflect either someone's actual core strengths or their social strengths. I hope that they get the confidence from being good at school but don't actually find that they absolutely need to rely on it in order to be good in life, because that's not true. you. The only way you're going to be good in life is if you um, try your best and go for it. Academics are only a way to boost your confidence and give you that slight edge on getting into jobs that are surrounded by your hobby. Like, I don't know if you want to be a scientist or a rocket scientist or some, like some sort of mathematic degree, you want to be good at maths. Stuff like that is relying on your academic score. But my, a lot of jobs or professions, especially nowadays with people like streamers and YouTubers and stuff like that, don't require actual academic talents in order to have a good paying job. They just need a good personality and good social skills and a strong passion in their hobby because I find that people with high academic levels sometimes miss out on having a good social self and that in return is probably worse than getting a bad mark because that way it's a lot harder for people to maybe get a job or build good chemistry with people and have good connections with people that could put you further in your profession If you don't know how to actually talk to a stranger or talk to someone that could be a bit, make you a bit nervous. However, (laughs) talking about all that, So that relates to anxiety too. You could be anxious by not doing your work, or you could be anxious by talking to someone because you did too much work. So I feel like it's a bit of, everything in life is a bit of a balance, is a balancing act between the negative and the positive aspects of it. It's quite hard to keep that balance, but if you're able to have it either as a goal to keep the balance, or you acknowledge that you need to work on your balance, that's probably better than... It It sends you on the right path, regardless if you reach a result in life, or a thing you want to do or not, by setting the goal and progressing throughout with the goal definitely puts you closer to the goal than you might think. So I hope everyone is able to do that in their life and I really look forward to seeing what people can do in the future as well as myself because I find that I'm doing very well even by just starting the podcast and me talking for almost an hour is such an achievement. For me, and I really like that. And doing voice impressions and stuff. Learning new voices and getting better at now volleyball since I now actually play a sport that I have a natural interest in. Not just because it's part of curriculum or someone forced me to do it. But anyway, thank you so much guys for listening to the fifth episode of the Come Kembo podcast. This just me, but hopefully you guys find it interesting enough to listen to all of it, and if you do, thank you very much. It really, it doesn't support me any financially, I don't get any money from it, but it really supports me mentally and physically, as it definitely gives me more confidence to be able to continue doing not just the podcast, but a lot more things in my life. So thank you so much guys, if any of you have any recommendations on the podcast, or you want to be in the podcast, please let me know, and I'm sure I'll be able to fit you in, just try not to worry about being on it, and it's that it, and it's just a nice, natural, relaxing time. But anyway guys, thank you so much for listening, and um, I'll catch you next fortnight, not the game, haha. <laughs> But the next fortnight for a new podcast, which will be episode 6, almost hit a 100 total views, very excited for that. But thank you so much guys, and I'll see you next time. Bye!